talk about current controversial topics in agriculture. Throughout this podcast, we will welcome many special guests who give us insight into these controversies. Follow along as we navigate these topics. Let's get digging. Welcome back to the latest installment of our Controversial Issues podcast. I'm your host for the day, Bailey Lugo, and our topic is over pesticides and their effect on bees. Our first guest today is Nathaniel Jeanette, an alumni of MTSU with a degree in electrical engineering. Nathaniel has no agricultural ties within his family, but he's interested in conservation of all of our resources and how we can better our agricultural systems. Our second guest today is Brent Brewer. As a child, his family took part in row cropping and he later attained his master's in business at Phoenix University. He currently works in business management and consulting. Our topic today over pesticides and their effect on bees covers how pesticides are beneficial to our production rates and efficiency of crop production, which boosts the economy. Controversy comes into play with this topic when pesticides work too well and kill beneficial insects such as bees. We must decide individually if risks are worth the overall outcome and benefits. So does this topic affect any of you individually? On a personal level? Yeah. Um, I, not really, not, no, not on an individual level, no, unless I want to own bees at some point. Okay, what about you, Brent? Well, I think, I think it affects me on an individual level because, you know, I'm, I'm really dedicated to understanding, you know, that we all need food and we all need to grow and, and, and be able to get, you know, food to market but at the same time i mean in the immediate future if we don't control the uh, pesticides and we continue to kill off the pollinators then i mean we're not going to be sitting here having this conversation that's a good point good answer so do you think it would be efficient to stop using pesticides completely to protect the bees I don't think that would be possible um, due to like the way big agriculture works where we use a monoculture of crops. Uh, it makes them very susceptible to diseases and pests. So if we were to just stop using pesticides overnight, the gains we would make in extra pollination from the bees would not offset the amount of like crop destruction from other pests and molds and funguses and stuff uh so i don't think that would be possible at least not in the near near future okay uh from my from my perspective i think uh, i agree with you nathaniel it's, it can't be a immediate stop but we need to utilize science to figure out um more natural pesticides so uh, is not harmful to 
to the bees and the other pollinators. Um, and, you know, I think with the science and the research we have today, that should, that should be able to, um, to, get, to get us to the lab and get, get those pesticides designed so um, we can keep the crops healthy and keep the pollinators healthy as well. Yeah, I do think that we're going to probably have to sacrifice some bees no matter what, depending on what pesticides or practices we use. And you mentioned the science that comes into play. How do you think that insect resistant crops such as like GMO crops play into protecting these beneficial insects? Well, I think, um, you know, the, G, the GMOs, I mean, they're, they're there because we need quantity. You know, we have a larger population on earth than ever before. And I think there's got to be a balance. I think, you know, if we're not careful, we, we begin to do, to do all GMOs and nothing's really natural or organic completely. And I think, I think down the road generations from now, we start seeing more uh, incurable diseases and so forth because we're not utilizing the natural process. I think that uh, GMOs are probably going to be our best fight to protect uh, pollinators. Uh, you know, there's specific types of GMOs like uh, BT crops that can target certain insects whenever they try to eat the crops. Um, so I think that's probably going to be our best bet. And plus, pesticides have their own health risks associated with them. And we know about those now. We can see those uh, right now. So. I think uh, there is some concern about the long-term ramifications that we just don't know yet, but uh, I, think, I think that's probably our best bet is the GMO crops if we're going to both protect pollinators and, and protect them from pests. So these BT crops that you mentioned, um, do they not, they don't bother beneficial insects at all? Uh, as far as my understanding, they only attack certain ones, and they just attack the digestive system of certain um, bugs, insects. Uh, I don't think they would affect bees, but I, I'm not 100% certain on that. Okay. So do you think that if we lost part of our bee population, it would be detrimental to overall crop production, or do you think that we would recover? Um, I don't think the bees disappearing would be apocalyptic, like it wouldn't kill us, but uh, it would be devastating for like m most of the variety of crops that, uh, that we have are going to have a much harder time. So it would just severely limit the variety of things that we could eat. Um, so I think we could lose some, but we definitely couldn't survive without them. Okay, so we can afford, you think that we can afford to lose some, but not all. Mm -hmm. Brent, what about you? No, I, I, I agree with Nathaniel on this topic as well. I mean, I think, you know, you, through, you have to sacrifice something. And, you know, I mean, obviously you need some sort of pesticide to control the, the beetles and the fungi and, um, the other diseases that affects crops. 
but at the same time, you have to have those pollinators to continue for um, uh, sustainable growth, in my opinion. Okay. So do y'all think that we'll ever make it to a point technologically where we won't rely on pesticide as much as we do now? Um, that's a, that's a tough one. I, this is probably being a very distant future because like humans have been using pesticides or forms of pesticides for a very long time. Uh, I, like I said, I think GMOs are probably the best bet but uh, that has its own pitfalls. Uh, so I, I don't really think we'll ever be able to stop using pesticides entirely. And even with uh, GMOs, I think we'd still have to use some pesticides. So we would use significantly less, but we would still have to use pesticides. Anything on your end, Brent? Yeah, I just think uh, technology, you know, everybody talks about that it's, uh, you know, at any rate, it's very expensive. And, um, you know, the old adage goes, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And, uh, you know, with the world population continuing to expand, uh, I mean, I think, I think you gotta have dirt and you gotta have plants uh, to sustain hum human life. So I don't know, technology comes into play with, kind of getting us to where we can maybe recognize problems a lot sooner uh, based on studies and uh, uh, computers being able to gather data and so forth. But um, again, I, I think, you know, I, I lean towards Nathaniel as well that, you know, you there, there will be some form of, of pesticides to sustain the food chain. Okay, Nathaniel. So you said that we'll we'll probably always use pesticide and quite a bit of it. Do you think that maybe we'll advance in our pesticide to where it's more efficient and less toxic to the environment, possibly, and beneficial insects such as bees? Uh, I think what's going to have to change is uh, how we use pesticides more than anything. Uh, instead of uh, a blanket approach, we'll just like covering every crop in pesticides. Like in the future, we could use like drones to target specific pest infestations, like flying over crop fields. Like that's just one solution I've looked into. Uh, even like using other animals, like certain animals that hunt down the pests would also be a good way to do it. Uh, if we could combine all those things, we could just use less uh, pesticides overall. And even if we if we could find a different type of uh, pesticide that wasn't as dangerous to bees, I think the type we use now is uh, neon nicotinoids. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Yeah, if we could find something else to use other than that, that would also be beneficial. So with uh, releasing other species to prey on the other pests, that would be a form of biological control. And another method of limiting bee exposure to pesticide is to apply these pesticides and other chemicals in the evening hours when the bees aren't active and they're at home basically sleeping. Do you think that this is enough effort or do we need to be employing those other methods and doing more? I think that's definitely a good start uh, applying them at night. But I, I feel like the problem is, is 
if they get any of those pesticides on them during the day, they take them back to their hive and then it, you know, infects the entire hive. Mm -hmm. Colony collapse, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think I think there's a form of a balance in the ecosystem. I think using um, animals to control uh, the the pest is probably viable. Um, but you know, the concern that I have there is how do we control the other animals? How you mm -hmm. know? Uh, are we able to go in and control population? Um, you don't want, you know, you you don't want to create a solution while creating another type of problem. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, Nathaniel, you listed, I think, two methods, two other methods that we can support the bee populations. But do we have any? Do you have any others that you can talk about to protect our bees? Um you can use a different type of fertilizer. Uh, the dry granular type of pesticides are supposed to be the best. Uh, mists and powders are the worst. Uh, so you would want to use a different type that they can't track back. Like, you know, it kind of sticks to them like their pollen does. Uh, you can also set up a buffer between uh, where a, bee, a local beehive is and the crops. And that'll help prevent them would that essentially cut them off from the field? Is that what they're aiming to do? Mm. I, I think so. Uh, and I imagine you would uh, bring in a commercial bee farmer or to mm -hmm. come in and per fertilize the field whenever there isn't pesticides on it. And this just prevent wild bees from uh, getting sick from the crops. Okay, so do you want to tell me your stance on the issue, both of you, how you personally feel? Uh, I think that we're going to have to continue using pesticides in the foreseeable future. Uh, I think colony collapse uh, may be more of a cause due to climate change. Um, the shifts in temperatures, like they cause the plants to bloom earlier, so bees are get less pollen at the end of the year, so they're not able to survive winters as long. And I think that might be a bigger um, cause of the collapse than pesticides, and even mites and parasites might be having a larger impact than the uh, pesticides themselves. So I don't think uh, we can put it all on pesticides, and we're going to have to continue using them. So we might as well just get smarter with our use of them uh, using uh, integrated pest management. My, my personal stance is, is, again, I think, I think we have to have a balance. You've got Pesticide use is is apparent in the obvious um, future or in the near future. Um, I think 
the the incorporation of adding pests, other animals to control the pest. Um, I think you know from um, from a beehive farmer standpoint is we need to figure out how we can um, continue to grow the um, the bees colonies and create an environment that they can reproduce more than they're currently doing. So we, even though we may be killing off part of the population, then we're on the backside of that reproducing at a higher rate. And um, I, I mean, at the end, end of the day, I think it's a, it's a combination of um, pesticides, uh, technology is going to be play a big part. I really like what Nathaniel said earlier about using uh, drones to, um, to fertilize or um, use pesticides. And, uh, you know, really from that perspective, you could use the drones to um, kind of watch over the crops a little closer uh, and the farmer wouldn't have to necessarily be over the field all, all day, every day. Um, but I think overall, it's just got to be a, it's got to be a collaborative approach uh, with many different means. Uh, one is is you got to sacrifice some, uh, but you also have to figure out how to uh, enhance the um, reproduction. So I'm glad that we were able to meet today to discuss this pressing topic. We've covered many good points and it's obvious that bees are needed for survival. Hopefully in the future, we'll be able to make compromises to benefit production efficiency and bee colony sustainability, considering that we need both in order to move forward as a country. Our population is rising and with that, we're probably gonna need even more crops than we, than we have now. So bees are gonna be around for a while, hopefully, because we're gonna have to feed everyone. Yep. This podcast was created and produced by the Fall 2020 Debate and Discussion in Agriculture class at Middle Tennessee State University. If you've enjoyed this podcast, be sure to check out the rest of the series to expand your horizons about other pressing issues in agriculture. Instrumentals were performed by Norman Blake. Thanks for listening. <laughs>